Hey, what's going on, everybody? Doc Danny here, and I got some exciting news for you. We have a new training coming out September 23rd for our clinical rainmaker skills. So these are the business skills that we found that help people generate both time and financial freedom for themselves that are aside from your clinical skills. Too often our colleagues focus everything on just clinical skills, clinical skills, which we definitely need. But if you can't stack on much needed business skills with that, you're gonna have a very hard time generating both time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, which is what many of us want to be able to do. So we're gonna go over exactly what we found with the hundreds of businesses that we've worked with and really helped grow to multiple six-figure cash practices, what are they doing? What are they working on? What do you need to work on? And then how can you start to implement that and get clarity on where you actually need to be spending your time and attention to actually build a well-rounded skill set to lead to your goals in life outside of just becoming a great clinician. Now, if you're interested in doing that, head to ptbiz.vip. That's ptbiz.vip. VIP. Get signed up for the VIP list, the only place you're going to get access to this training. Head there, get signed up now. We'll see you on the 23rd. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans, create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. And today we're talking about planning. This is something that, um, man, I hate planning. <laughs> or I used to, let me put this a different way I used to hate planning. I uh, am not the most organized person in the world. Um, you know, and it's a skill though that you have to develop and you have to acquire. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to be able to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, right? And for me, this is something that um, I had to learn the hard way: uh, lack of planning, not knowing where it's going on. Uh, oftentimes, when you're by yourself and you're just starting, you don't really need a lot of planning, you know, or you don't think you need a lot of planning. And to get to a point where you basically replace your income in business. Uh, on your own, instead of, you know, working at a, another clinic, you can do that just with, you know, random hustling and being okay at sales, like just working hard, not giving up and being okay at sales. You can typically get to that point. The problem is if you want to have any sort of organization, uh, clarity in what you're doing, um, and especially when you bring a team on, you have to be very intentional about what you're doing, why you're doing it, what you're working on, what other people are working on, who is tracking that, who's held accountable for that, and what it's ultimately leading to or leading towards. Because if you don't have that, it's very easy for people to uh, start to veer off to other things, you included. And a good example of this early on in, way, in a way that you can start to get better structure in your week. And this is going to be super tactical, by the way. A lot of times we're talking, you know, uh, about more mindset stuff and things of that nature, but this is really tactical. This is something that you should be able to apply right away. One of these things we call block scheduling. So block scheduling is essentially making sure that you're giving yourself time to work on key tasks in your week. Okay. So for example, let's say you are working for yourself now. You're, you know, self-employed. You are um, all in on it. You don't have a, a side job or anything like that. Uh, you're trying to grow your own 
practice. Well, you're going to need to spend time on marketing uh, in particular and setting these things up correctly and planning what your marketing is going to be, tracking your marketing, doing local marketing, you know, in person, um, face-to-face meetings, things like that. You have to block time for you each week to get organized in order to do that. And we see a lot of people and they're like, oh, squeeze it in between patients. You, You can do that, but it's very inefficient. And part of the reason is every time that we have to uh, we, we call it like changing hats. You t- put one hat on and you take it off, you put another one on. And that really is roles that you are performing. Your brain is performing. Every time you do that, you decrease your productivity dramatically, dramatically. It's like the idea of why multitasking doesn't actually work. It's very inefficient is because when you switch from one task to another, your brain has to then switch from one task to another and get you know honed in on that that task and then switch back to the other one and do the same thing again. And it slows you down a ton. So versus switching back and forth in between patients, your best bet is to just block the right amount of time off, right? So it could be half a day for you to have, you know, meeting times. It could be, you know, setting up your marketing campaigns, could be content development, how you're going to actually uh, leverage those. Um, you know, it could be reaching out to people during that time, calling people back. But having designated marketing and admin time that you block each week is going to be really important. You, you're probably going to want to block time to learn, you know. So let's say you have half a day where you're spending time learning new skills. It sounds weird, right? You're like, man, that is I could be seeing a patient right then. You could, or most likely you probably wouldn't because if you can condense your schedule down and be more efficient with it, you see the same number of people, you have less of these open uh, holes in your schedule and you're intentional about how you're using these blocked times. So you end up seeing roughly the same number of people, typically sometimes more, because they're going to be more willing to see you if you have less availability, oddly enough, and being able to actually work on the things that you should be working on. For the, from the administrative side, from the actual like operational side of the business, the other big one, and this is a, this is one that um, you know I didn't really even think about doing until um, I had started working with uh, my now business partner Jared Moon was was setting up a weekly financial meeting. This is a great thing to do, even if honestly, if you're not in business for yourself, a weekly financial meeting where you're looking at your accounts, you're looking at your you know your credit cards, you're looking at what your financial goals are, profit in the business, you know expenses in the business, forecasting things. And spending a solid hour looking at the finance of your business every single week is a game changer. It's huge. Uh, it, 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 it creates such clarity and decreases so much stress. And how many people, you know, do we talk to or that you know, or probably yourself that finance stresses you out and having financial conversations with a significant other or a business partner creates stress for you because nobody knows what's going on. They, they're, they just look at the account and see if they have more money the next month than they did the month before. But that's not really projecting any finances. That's literally just looking at your bank account. There's no intentional you know, financial uh, assessment there every single week. And when, when you start tracking these things, they improve. That's just the way it works. It's like when you start tracking how much you're moving and how much you're exercising, all of a sudden you start to be healthier because you're more aware of it. And the same thing happens with your business and, and in particular your finances. We start tracking that and being very clear on that and what you're working towards, everything else improves. So one of the big things that you have to have in order to start to plan is understand what you're planning for, right? And this is really, in many cases, one of the more challenging things to do. It's very hard to sit down and plan out what your goals um, should be. And you know, one of the things that we like to do and when we start working with anybody, we 
typically take them through this uh, sequence of goal setting and typically takes them, I mean, if you do it right, it's probably three to six hours, depending on how much complexity there is uh, for the planning purpose of, of your business um, and how frequently you've done it, right? So if it's your first time doing any sort of planning, it can take you uh, quite a bit of time. But the sense of uh, organization and clarity that you would have and you will have after you actually get clear on your goals is worth every minute uh, of that time. And to start with, you know, and this is just kind of a brief overview, I guess you should say, <clears throat> instead of taking you through three hours of goal planning, um, you want to start with understanding why you're doing what you're doing. Not, not necessarily from a monetary standpoint, but why is it important to you, right? Why is it, um, why is it important for you to do your own thing? Uh, and everybody will have different answers for that. You know, um, for me, I enjoy the challenge. Um, that's a huge part of it that I've come to realize. Like when things get easy, I feel like I need to look for um, other things to challenge me. And it's, I, it's part of what I enjoy. I enjoy pushing myself to grow and evolve and improve. So part of what drives me, and we call this kind of our North Star, is constant personal development. I feel like is, is where I feel the most... Um, gratified in terms of, you know, you know, me uh, moving forward personally and uh, the effects that it has on me and my family is huge. So for me, that's a big part of it. The other thing is I want to be able to have, um, you know, uh, time and financial freedom with my family in particular, I want to be able to spend as much meaningful time with my friends and family as I can and have complete say over when and where I do that. That's a, that's a huge goal of mine. And that structures the way that I make decisions. And there's a lot of things that I have said no to over the last few years that are business opportunities, partnerships, all kinds of things that don't align with, does this help create more time and financial freedom or more time freedom and meaningful time with myself for myself, with my friends and family. And if the answer is no, then we don't do it. That's just, that's sort of our uh, North star in terms of what we do from a opportunity standpoint early on that may not be the position you find yourself in i definitely wasn't there for years and you're just going to want to try to replace your income right so for you maybe it's you know being able to have the security of not having to rely on somebody else for your job which can be taken away pretty quickly which many of you you know have have been in that circumstance currently you know with uh with covid many of our colleagues have been at a minimum furloughed and then brought back at uh, a portion of what they were making before, you know, a percentage of that. And they're somewhere forced into trying to figure out other alternatives. Some people have not had that happen at all. Other people have um, gone right back to full-time uh, work and some people have completely let go. So, you know, maybe for you, it's having the security of owning your, you know, your ongoing future and, and what that looks like in the security of, of you being able to provide for your family and not have to be feel dependent on somebody else. And it's funny how, it's funny how, uh, secure you feel until it all gets taken away. Right. Like I remember when I was in, uh, the army, you know, the government shut down twice whenever I was in the army and everybody that was active duty got paid. Right. Um, so we were not for furloughed as government, uh, active duty soldiers, but, uh, the GS employees, the government employees that were um, in the government system, not contractors, but actual government employees got furloughed for like two weeks uh, in one, um, on one occasion, two weeks, they were forced to take leave. Basically they couldn't be on base. They couldn't do their job unpaid two weeks of vacation. And we actually lost quite a few GS employees that went and found other jobs after that, because 
you know, they were frustrated and they thought that they had taken this position. You know, everybody says, oh yeah, get a government job. That's super stable. You'll never, you know, you'll never get fired. It's very hard to fire somebody in the government system. I could tell you crazy stories about some of the things that I saw that are very fireable offenses. Uh, we'll leave that for another day. But the, the, the idea of this is a secure position it, in, in many ways it can be, but it wasn't whenever these people got furloughed for a couple of weeks and they still had to pay their bills and they had two weeks where they didn't have any income coming in for many people that's puts them in a very serious financial position. So, you know, for me, I never really viewed it as that. I never really viewed the government as a safe place after that. And in particular, in my position, they could send me anywhere they wanted to. Uh, and I didn't have any say over it. Right. So it could be anywhere in the world. You know, I could get deployed at any time. I could get, you know, transition to another uh, assignment, another location. It's hard on the family. So there's a lot of things when I decided to go into business for myself that I wanted control over. And that was, that was a big reason why for me. So you have to understand why are you doing this? Because the reality is you're going to have a hard time in business. It's going to happen. You may have a quick start. You may, you know, think you have it all figured out, have all these connections and resources and everything that you need, but eventually it'll catch up to you. Things will get challenging one way or another. And if you don't know why you are doing that, you're going to have a hard time sticking it out and not going to try to find something that's easier, has less stress involved in it. So make sure you understand what's driving you. And that is a really huge reason as to why you're going to do all this stuff from there. You have to get a little more tactical in terms of what's your goal. And then what are the sub components that are going to lead to your goal? Okay. So let's say your goal is that you want to, uh, generate a hundred thousand dollars in revenue in your business in year one. Let's say you go into a cash practice or hybrid where you're doing some virtual stuff too, and you want to generate a hundred thousand dollars in gross revenue. So not necessarily what you take home, but it should be pretty close to that because their margins on businesses like this are really high um, year one. So if we break that up, that's $8,333 per month. Okay. So in order for you to do that, you're going to have to break this down into the things that you need to do to be able to generate $8,333 per month or to average that out over the year for $100,000 in gross revenue. So we're typically we break these things up into sales and marketing. So what do you need to prioritize from a marketing standpoint? Maybe it's teach X number of workshops per month, because that's a great way for you to get your name out there and get people in the door. Maybe it's um, starting to post every single day on a social media channel and creating engagement there. Maybe it's creation of a Facebook group. Maybe it's starting a podcast. You know, maybe it's having X number of local marketing uh, meetings and, uh, you know, networking events in order for you to bring in a number of new patients. Maybe it's joining a marketing or a, uh, a network group, <clears throat> like a BNI group where you're doing networking on a more structured basis. All these things can lead to you getting more people in the door. And on the sales side, what are you tracking? How, what percent of those people that are coming to see you are buying a package with you? What's your average visit rate? All these things that are going to lead to revenue in your business. You need to be able to track those. Maybe it's that you don't know shit about marketing and sales. That could be a big portion of why or why not. <laughs> It'll actually, you'll hit a hundred thousand dollars or not. So part of that might be, I need to spend this much time working on my sales skills, my marketing skills. I need to join this group or this coaching program so that I can improve this area because I'm not very good at it right now. And I have no idea what I'm doing. So I need to actually level up my skills so that I can start to chip away at my business goals. From there, it's also going to, you're going to be looking at like your, your systems. So what are you building along the way? What things do you need to start building? So creation of your EMR system, 
Now, being able to start creating an email list, having your website put together, is it converting, right? Is, is that system in your business actually getting you clients? You know, where are these people coming from? And starting to chip away at the goals that are under that, that are going to lead to that. Last thing is finance, right? So like, what are you doing with that money? Where are you allocating that money? How much of that money is going into marketing? How much of that is going to you, right? How much of that needs to be allocated to these other things that you need from an overhead standpoint within your business and tracking this every single month to make sure that you're on target to hit this overarching goal. You have to break it down with subcomponents underneath it and do that, not just for the, you do that for the year, but then you need to do that for quarters as well. And this is where it takes time and it can take you, you know, quite some time, like I said, to start building one of these out for the first time. So if you understand your annual goal and what needs to happen there, then you just have to break that up into four component pieces underneath it. So divided by four, essentially, and that's what you have to work on quarterly. And then you're tracking all of those quarterly goals and those quarterly goals, you reassess uh, them every single quarter to see where you're at. Did you hit them? Were you over them? And then we adjust on the following quarter. So either up, down, was that too aggressive? Was that not aggressive enough? Did I actually do everything I was supposed to do? And you have essentially an, an active a, after action review, we call these um, AARs, after action reviews, we call in the army after we would do like a training assessment or training event. And we would say, all right, well, what went well? What went wrong? What could we improve? And be like brutally honest with each other about where we could you know, improve what we were working on. We do the same thing in business. So every quarter you look back at it and you say, all right, well, here's where I did well. Here's what I didn't do well. Here's what I need to really improve. Here's the skill that I need to learn. That's typically a huge part of it as well. Like, man, my sales percentages are not good. Like I need to improve sales. I need to get better at that. And, and honestly, that's 80% of it early on is just your ability to market and sell, get people in the door and, and effectively sell your service and then fulfill on it. They have a good service. You're good with people. Um, you can get them results. That's huge. Like we're assuming that that's the case. You got to get them there for them to know that, right? You could, you could be the greatest clinician in the world, but if nobody knows who you are, it's not going to help you very much, right? It's you've got to understand sales and marketing. So looking at that, reviewing that, are you tracking it? And then adjust for that following quarter and see where you're at. Cause you might actually have underestimated what you're uh, capable of doing. You may have overestimated that for your annual goal. And this is where we get to make these adjustments based on where you're at in real time. So we want to do these quarterly. So every 90 days. So hopefully that makes sense. I know it's a lot very tactical, something you can probably listen to a couple times and take some notes on. Um, you know, this is something that I said, we help people with, with any time that we get a chance to work with them, any of our coaching programs, we have a very structured goal setting uh, course that we take people through that breaks all this down in a really organized way with worksheets and, and short videos on how to do all this stuff correctly. And then people get to submit that to us and we get a chance to actually look at their goals and see what's going on. If you guys are interested in learning more about that, head to ptbiz.vip. You can get signed up there for a webinar we have going on, uh, register for that and get some live training on what's going on with your business and actually upgrading uh, the missing skills and your professional toolbox that we see many people missing when they go into business for themselves. It's going to be really cool. Totally free training. You guys can check it out. Go to ptbiz.vip and get signed up for that uh, webinar. Hopefully this helped guys is a tactical one. We don't do too, too many of these, but um, I wanted to make sure I broke this down for you so that you could start organizing what you're working on and not be like me for years, uh, which was unorganized and erratic and uh, very difficult to work for as a employee um, because of lack of just organization within my own 
mind essentially and uh, resources for the business and, and organizing that in a way that everybody knew what was going on versus uh, this idea of like jumping out of the airplane and building the parachute on the way down. Uh, you may need that to start, but it's not a good idea as you go forward to build and lead and actually grow to a true business where you have yourself organized, understanding what's going on, mental clarity, and your team understand what's going, go, what is going on, what they're working towards. And that's like really, it's, it's a really cool, uh, special thing when you get everybody aligned and organized and working towards a common goal. Like it's very rare. It's very hard to do. And when it happens, we see massive uh, improvements in businesses, both financially and also just in terms of, you know, the satisfaction of people that are there as well as yourself leading that team because everybody's on the same page and everything's clicking and they're all working together to get to a common place, which is, you know, honestly, the team side of a business is my favorite part that I've had a chance to experience. Um, so I hope you guys get a chance to experience the same thing. I hope this is helpful. I know it's real tactical. Maybe listen to it a couple of times. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. The next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.